Hi, it's Melissa Moore, and welcome to Mile High Magazine on this Sunday. I think here in Colorado, we all love our pets, and we all have a big heart for the animals. And so I'm excited to have with me Tiana Nelson today. She is the co-founder of POSCO. Hi. Hi. Thank you so much for having me, Melissa. Well, thank you for being here. And for folks that have never heard of POSCO, tell us about it. POSCO is a nonprofit in Colorado. We are based primarily in Denver, and we are an animal rescue. So we work with our shelter partners across the Front Range and across the state of Colorado to make sure that any animals who would be better served living in a foster home situation can get that chance. And then we get animals up to speed uh, and everything they need from behavior to medical and then get them adopted. Sounds like there's kind of like two different parts to this. You need people to adopt these animals, but you also probably need foster parents too. Yeah, it's an incredible amount of work to pull all those together. Absolutely, we need people who are adopters and who are looking to add a furry friend to their family. Um, But then also, we have an incredible force of volunteers. We have about 250 volunteers that come together, and there's a ton of different ways uh, that people can be involved. But fostering is a huge one, and just Mm -hmm. opening your home uh, temporarily to an animal that needs you. So you said that you work in conjunction with the shelters here in the Denver metro area, the Front Range area. How do you work with them and what animals are best suited for your program? Yeah, absolutely. So since we began seven years ago, we have really focused on making sure that we understand what how we can best serve shelter partners. Um, our shelters are incredible partners to um, just this whole animal welfare community and what we need to do to serve the animals of our state. So what we really have done is um, understood what the shelters need. And the animals that are best served um, coming into POSCO are those that are not able to be placed through a shelter system. Um, so sometimes they're animals that need additional medical. They might have some behavioral issues that just need a behavior plan. Um, and a lot of times they're just scared. Um, and so they're not thriving in a shelter setting and just would do a lot better and open mm-hmm. up a lot more when they're in a home. So how do you find these animals? Do the shelters reach out to you? They do. Yeah. So we've just developed relationships with shelters across the state um, since we started and really ask them to send us animals that they need help with placement on. Mm -hmm. And tell me how you, I mean, because you're a co-founder for this, so obviously you've got a big heart for the animals, but how did your story happen and how did this happen? Yeah. So uh, my story started actually walking dogs at a local shelter when I first moved to Denver. And I just kind of got hooked to the point that I was spending all day Sunday walking (laughs) dogs, like eight hours. I was in great shape. Um, But I just, uh, I really wanted to make sure that there was a place for animals um, to... Who, who didn't necessarily, weren't the easiest animals always initially, but mm-hmm. there's so much. Um, it, it is the most incredible thing to see an animal blossom in your home, um, an animal who's a little bit shut down in a shelter setting um, by no fault of theirs or the shelters, but just it can be a, a stressful situation. Right, right. And so for them to get into a home environment and get to really be themselves and have a second chance at life. It's been incredible. So I kind of got into it starting by volunteering. I started fostering a little by little, just got more and more engaged and um, wanted to make sure that the special segment of animals was served in our state. So how many animals do you think uh, you have in foster right now? So at POSCO, we usually have between 30 and 50 animals in foster. Um, If you go to our website, you'll see probably about 10 dogs or cats that are available for adoption at any one time. And that's really because a lot of the animals are still in the process of getting the medical care that they need. Mm-hmm. Um, we tend to do some pretty extensive surgeries sometimes, or they're you know just still getting through the 
the normal vetting process. And right. so um, while you might not see that many on our website, they rotate pretty frequently and we have about 30 to 50 in foster homes at any given time. So the foster parents are not just taking in that pet. What are the other jobs? Because it sounds like they're kind of evaluating the pet and then giving you feedback so that you know the type of home that pet would be best in. Absolutely. Yeah. The foster parents are critical for understanding the animal um, just because they're living with them day in and day out. Uh, we really strive to support our foster families. So they guess they get supplies and all the different things they need to give their animal a great home. Um, we take care of all the medical costs and things like that as well. Um, but yeah, the fosters really are the, the voice of the animal in their home. And so while we can support them, they're the ones who are you know, opening their home temporarily, giving right. them lots and lots of love. And then, you know, it is it takes a, a special kind of mindset to be able to let that animal go once they're adopted and to recognize that that allows you to open up your home to another animal that needs you. So uh, they're really special people. Well, absolutely. Because I know for me, I mean, I get attached like instantly. Yeah. You know, but yet at the same time, what a huge way of giving back yeah. to the pets, to other families. About how long do the animals stay in foster care? Yeah, um, yeah. Foster is a fostering is a beautiful gift that people can it really give. Is. It really is. Um, it, it really depends how long an animal stays in foster. So we do ask our foster families to commit to an animal. They get to ch- choose which animal that is. Make sure it's a good fit for their home. Um, so you can pick a small dog, a big dog, a kitten, an adult cat, or an elderly cat. Um, and just you'll know a lot about their temperament and things like that. But it can be anywhere from a couple weeks to several months, mm-hmm. um, just depending on what the issues are. So we do our best to guide our fosters through that process um, and make sure that they have an understanding of what that looks like. Right. And do they let you know, hey, you know, little snowball seems like snowball's ready to go <laughs> on? Or is it something where you're working with them and constantly evaluating? Yeah, it's a pretty consistent um, collaboration on that. So what happens is an animal has to go through medical. So they have to be spayed or neutered. They Mm -hmm. have to have their certain vaccinations. So by the time you adopt, um, and that's really the case across Colorado, when you rescue a pet, they come fully vaccinated and spayed or neutered, which is wonderful. Um, So they have to go through a medical process. But then in terms of evaluating when they're ready to to be up for adoption. Um, we'll continue to work with that animal, but a lot of times the work isn't always like, you know, completely done. So if an animal is going through rehab or something, they mm-hmm. could still get adopted as long as the adopter is also committed to continuing that. Um, so we do, we do rely on our fosters to communicate with us about how the animal's doing, but um, there's a process to it as right. well. Well, I was going to, I would have to imagine too that the vetting process for the families that are adopting uh, a pet would have to be pretty extensive, too, to make sure it's a good fit. Yeah. So um, there's absolutely an adoption application process where we talk about, you know, if this animal is a good fit for them mm-hmm. and are really transparent about anything that, that we know about that animal from their time in a foster home or their background. Uh, and, yeah, I mean, people are really good at figuring out. They, they know their own situation. Right. So we can really help match make in that way. And it's really great. And is it just dogs, cats, puppies, kittens? Yes. Um, so dogs dogs and cats, uh, primarily uh, kitten season is coming up. So there will be lots of kittens that are popping up for adoption. Mm-hmm. Um, and definitely encourage people to check out, like, PetFinder.com. Right. And watch their social media. Uh, you know, Facebook's a huge way that we promote That's our true. animals. and. Instagram and things like that. So you can find lots of 
kind of whatever you're looking to adopt, you can find. Um, and yes, adopt, don't adopt, shop. Adopt, adopt, adopt. Yes, yes, absolutely. Please adopt. These are pets that just need a home, need that extra loving. And then for the families that are looking to adopt, is there a chance for them to meet the pet, to see if it's a good fit? And what about if they have pets or kids at home? How does that work? Yeah, so um, absolutely. So we do a meet and greet prior to any adoption. And at that time, we ask that they bring family members and or pets um, and work with them to figure out the mm-hmm. best case scenario for that. Some pets do better meeting other pets in their homes. Some more need a little bit more of an introduction. So we have a, a lot of volunteers that are trained up in how to make that happen and to put set those families up for success. And then once they go home with their new yeah. pet, do you check in on them? What's that next process like? Yeah, we really try to have an ongoing relationship with our adopters. Um, it's certainly up to them how much they want to communicate with us, but we're always there to support them. Um, you know, they'll receive everything they need in terms of the medical records and things like that from us. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, we actually, something that's really fun is we send a, an email every year on their gotcha day. So kind of reminding you that you've had your animal Aww. another year. And um, it's really fun to see. We get so many amazing adoption stories that come back, and it's just incredible to see how far these animals come from, you know, just not really having a lot of options to having the most loving families. And it's really rewarding. I was going to say, that's got to make you feel so good. And how long has POSCO been around now? So we are going on seven years um, in July. So we are, we're coming up on another big milestone. And yeah, really, I mean, our volunteer group is incredible and we have so many committed people. So it takes a, it takes a huge village to make it happen, but it's been an incredible ride. Well, let's talk about those volunteer opportunities. We talked about fostering. Um, What other opportunities are out there? Yeah. So uh, POSCO really operates. um, It's pretty incredible to think about the infrastructure that has to happen on the back end. So there are a ton of opportunities to volunteer remotely um, and being be on email, mm-hmm. um, things that really work for a lot of modern day professionals. So we kind of say that our volunteers are professionals by day and animal rock stars by night and weekend <laughs> um, because a lot of them, I mean, we have attorneys and, you know, people who are working, you know, downtown uh, in high rises, people who are teachers, you know, just tons of different backgrounds, but right. everybody can come together around their love for animals. And so we really work hard to find um, the right fit based on skill sets. I mean, we kind of joke like nobody is a transport director by day, right. but um, you know there are lots of opportunities for people to engage, and that could be driving animals around um, when we need some help getting them to a vet appointment, or it could be helping us pick up supplies, um, you know, helping at our intake, so taking uh, photos, helping on our website, um, just responding to the general public mm-hmm. to make sure that people get the resources that they need. So there are a lot of different ways that people can engage. I love that because it really. I was thinking about it. I'm like, okay, so now you have pet at place A. You need him to go to B, but then when he's at B, he may have a doctor appointment or something. (laughs) I mean, there's a lot of, like you said, a lot of different moving parts, Mm -hmm. but I think it's so cool to look at that as opportunities to give back, too. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, it can be even just an hour a month can make a huge difference. So we really just rely on our volunteers. Our our motto has been. Um, do what you can when you can, mm. and really recognizing that all of us have crazy lives. Right. And a lot of people have families and crazy jobs and lots of things going on. And so if we all just give what we can at the time that we're able to, sometimes that's a lot and sometimes that's not a lot. It, it makes it all happen. Right. Everybody comes together. Yeah. So for folks that are hearing this, they're like, oh, my gosh, 
you know, either I want to foster, I want to give back, I want to take pictures, whatever it is. If they've got a heart for helping out POSCO, what is the next step for them? Yeah, it's really easy. Um, They can go to our website, which is POSCO.org and uh, fill out a volunteer application. Uh, And even if they just want to go on social media and share our pets, um, that's huge. I mean, it really is something where it's as simple as that. It's just going and helping us to you know, following those or sharing them out with your friends. Those help us get animals adopted or help other people find out about it. So it really can be as simple as that. Um, But we would love to have anyone engage with us. Uh, And then in the fall, we always have a big um, gala event called Wags and Wags and Whiskers. Um, So watch for that in October. We always have our events posted. We'll be at Pride Fest and we'll be at the Colfax Marathon. So just lots of things to do with POSCO. Well, that's why I was just getting ready to ask you too, because we hadn't even touched on the money part. Because you said how you set your foster parents up with the doctor's appointments and supplies, and that's expensive. It sure is. So yeah, yeah, let's talk talk a little bit about the money part. I'm sure you take donations if people just want to go online and make a donation. But tell me about uh, the gala that you've got coming up. Yeah, so um, we absolutely do take donations. We even have recurring donations. So if you want to give $5 a month, it just makes a huge difference when people come together and all give a little bit or what they can. Um, Our gala in October is a blast. Um, We always have a red carpet of dogs coming (laughs) into the event. So we have a lot of fun. Um, And then last year we had a silent disco and we have great food and just really try to celebrate and use Mm -hmm. that as an opportunity to come together and support animals that need us. All right. And are there tickets? Has that have, have yeah, we gotten we to that point yet? We haven't released them quite yet. Okay. Um, we are very close to a date in October, but we'll be blasting it out on our social media okay. as soon as that's set for Save the Date, and then we'll be releasing tickets. So uh, we have table sales and sponsorships, the whole bit. So okay. So be watching watch for, for that. Yes. And on Facebook, where can folks find you? Um, so if they Google or like search POSCO on Facebook, it's um, I think the, the hashtag is Team POSCO. Okay. Or the, and that, the at. Right, yeah. the at. Yeah. <laughs> so at least you can find it that way. If they yeah. want to follow you, get more information. Absolutely. Um, I love that you're at Pride Fest, too. That's very yeah, cool. I mean, just really ever in the Colfax Marathon. Yeah. What do I, you When you're out there, are you out there with pets? Or are you out there just trying with a booth and trying to get information? Yeah, we usually bring a couple pets. Um, Pride Fest tends to be very warm. So we always, of course, make sure that it's safe for pets to be it's out. It's always like Father's we Day them. weekend yes, or something. Yeah. It is warm. Um, but we always have really cool pride tank tops. So stop by our booth and check them out. Uh, And then for the Colfax Marathon, we actually have a team. So if anybody is signing up, they can register for POSCO as their charity partner. Okay. Um, And that's really great visibility for us and helps us help more animals. But then also people who are on our team um, get POSCO swag. They have the opportunity to fundraise if they'd like to. Mm -hmm. We do some team runs. So we have a lot of fun. Um, And then the day of, we'll be out with a booth and have things for sale and some animals there. That's awesome. It must take a lot of money to run this. It does. Yeah, it really does. I mean, we rely on donations. Um, We are entirely privately funded by our donors. Mm -hmm. um, And it... We have a lot of donors who give just a little bit of money, but again, it adds up. And so we're able to help all the animals that we need to and sometimes very expensive animals that that need a lot of work to to get that second chance they deserve. And for folks who want to find out more information about volunteering, uh, fostering, maybe even adopting a pet, what is the website again? It is POSCO.org. Thank you. I'm Melissa Moore. It is Mile High Magazine. Go out, have a blessed Sunday and be kind.